You mean this was some sort of a game? I couldn't have dreamed it. Hello and welcome. I'm Silent Noise and this is THE Arsenal Cast. You can support Through Harmony Equals Arsenal Cast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter under the THE Arsenal Cast. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, anywhere you go to listen to your podcast. And if you are heading over to YouTube, you have the added bonus of viewing some Arsenal-inspired artwork while you're listening. So, get over there. Subscribe, tap the hell out of the notification bell, fasten Gilberto Silva scoring against PSV in the Champions League. Comments are welcome on any of those platforms, or you can email me on thearsenalcast at gmail.com. So getting into the result, it's Arsenal 2, West Ham 1. Jeez, what a game. It's quite tough actually, to be fair. Um, Start off with the lineup, shall we? We had Leno in goal and the defence is pretty much as expected with Gabriel still in the middle with Holding on the right-hand side and Kalazinac on the left. Um, Tierney picked up a knock in the warm-up so um, he wasn't rest for the game. Apparently all is okay with him and I expect to see him back if not midweek then for the weekend. Davi Luiz was a talking point before the game. People didn't know whether or not he was fit enough to start the game, um, but Arteta stuck with Gabriel and Gabriel didn't let down. In front of them, you had Saka and Bellerin making up the uh, wing-back options. Bellerin on the right-hand side, Saka on the left. In the midfield, you had Xhaka and Ceballos, which I pretty much thought Ceballos would come back in after having a couple more training sessions under his belt. Um, not to say El Nenny did anything wrong, it's just I think that Xhaka Sabaya's partnership has been tried a lot more and they both seem comfortable with it. And then the front three, I mean, why change something that's working? So we started off with Willian, Lacazette down the middle and Aubameyang on the left-hand side. So in terms of the team selection, apart from the injury to Tierney forcing Kalasnach to come in, it's pretty much as expected. And, well, it was a really tough game. West Ham, very physical. Um, Antonio making a nuisance of himself. A bona, strong in defence, always up against Lacazette. And then um, you got Suchek in the midfield. A tall guy who, for tall guys... He doesn't half get off the floor, does he? I mean, a lot of tall guys you see playing, they they can't really jump. But this guy, I mean, how tall is he? It was ridiculous at times. But um, yeah, him and uh, Rice in the midfield, no noble. So it was interesting to see what was going to happen. And right from the off, um, West Ham showed their intentions. They... I mean, they must have got a rollick in from the last game because they came out and literally from the first whistle to the 20th, 25th minute mark, Arsenal couldn't get going. They couldn't get out passes to stick. West Ham were 
interfaces, pressing up against the players, leaving a f- few tackles in. It was um, it was the kind of performance from West Ham that I was expecting a bit more from Fulham. So we got more of a test of it out of our players, and yeah, like I said, I, I remember from like within the first five minutes, Gabriel having to make a, like a a tackle, last ditch tackle that then led to a West Ham corner. They kept the pressure on, and they were they were really up in our faces. Gabriel was Gabriel was worked quite a lot in the um, in the opening stages of the game. And so too was holding. Antonio in the early stages of the game looked like he he was looking at holding as if the player that he's going to get some joy out of, and he was pulling on to that left hand side a bit more um, between holding and Bellerin. But we didn't do ourselves any favour, I have to say. Bellerin and Saka and Kalasnich pushed on so high, leaving only really holding and Gabriel at the back there with Leno. Antonio was being a handful and it's almost like we were architects of our own downfall in some respect. So every time we did manage to get the ball to stick a little bit with any of the players and get some passes together, then straight away West Ham win the ball back. And because our fullback, our wingbacks was so far up the pitch, you had the West Ham just attacking down the flanks run down the flanks and then they're just swinging the ball in for Antonio. Or Antonio will drift that to the left-hand side and he had a bow in there as a target to get in the middle. So, I mean, it wasn't really until the 20-minute mark where we actually started to get a few more passes together and play a bit of football. But even then, West Ham were closing down right up against the players, um, making themselves a real nuisance and... I think a lot of the guys found it hard out there. It was This was more of a proper welcome to the Premier League for some of them. And then we started to do a little bit of good play in around the 22nd minute mark. Um, Saka started to get into the game. Willian started to get into the game a little bit, but both of them find it difficult. Every time I looked at Willian, it was almost like he was acting like a wall for the ball. So every time the pass came to him, he had his back towards their goal. And he was almost cushioning the pass and laying it off for either Bellerin running on one side or back into the midfield. He didn't really have an opportunity where he could get the ball, turn and have a go at their defence. And similar to Saka on the opposite side of the pitch where he was struggling to just to get the ball. I mean, I remember a couple of times... The ball's getting knocked over the top and it's almost like as soon as he's tried to control the ball, bam, someone's on him. (laughs) And it's just like, jeez, come on. It's his first game for the season and he's literally just being marked out of the game. But I had a feeling that if if we kept feeding the balls into the right area, then at least we'd get some kind of passing fluidity going and get some kind of joy out of them. Because it's not like they look assured in defence. It's just we couldn't really get out of back to fully test them. But there was flashes. There was flashes that we were trying to play this um, intricate football, this through-pass football um, to break their lines and to get at their defence and get a shot in where possible. And there was uh, early evidence from this when um, I believe it was Lacazette who played a pass to Saka 
Um, but Saka was just offside when he received the ball, um, which again happened a few times in the first and second half. Actually, there was a, a few close calls where it could have been called offside or it could have been onside. It could have just del- played the pass a little bit earlier or the, the player making the run could have just delayed that, making that final that final dart into the box just that little bit. But then the goal comes in like the 24th minute mark, totally against the runner play. West Ham back on the front foot, um, pressing, shipping the ball out wide and they're really having a go at our defence. Gabriel's really being tested. So too was holding. Then it breaks down for West Ham and we get the ball and it's through Saka's vision. He, he feeds this nice pass into Abamian who's just pulled out on the left-hand side and marginally just onside. And Abamian just looks up. I mean, in the middle of the park, you got Lacazette running into the box and no one no one goes with him at all whatsoever. So it ends up, Lacazette's in the middle of the box on his own, free header, and it goes right into the roof of the net. So 1-0 Arsenal gets the run of play and, well, it's all smiles. Everyone's all happy. Then straight after that, again, you've got more pressure with a Saka, a shot coming from Saka. The play goes out to the left-hand side again and Saka just snatches that a little bit and fires the ball over the goal. But it's uh, on the whole, still it's a bit nervy. Like It's not like we was putting any kind of gloss on the play or anything like that. Not by a long shot. And West Ham definitely weren't giving up. I think... The uh, memory of the last game that they had must have still been there right in the forefront of their minds because they weren't trying to give us anything. And I thought this would be the case because every time we play up against them, even though we do have a good record against them at home, it's often a hard-fought game. Probably being London Derby, everyone just wants to give it a little bit extra, but geez, man, it was hard work. I mean, evidence of that is... Still in that first half, I think it's around the half an hour mark where Leno's playing, trying to play the ball out from the back, and he, he does a crazy ball out from the back, and it literally, you're just looking at it like, why can't we do two, three, four passes in one goal? He, he's kicked it out, and it's literally gone straight to him, and I think it's Gabriel who has to come and make a, a block or a tackle just to um, calm the situation down again. And it wasn't really until maybe like that that later stage of the first half, around that half an hour mark, up until the 40 minute mark, where we started to grow in a little bit of confidence and be a bit more assured in our passing. And there was like um, fouls coming in from them when they were, we were just applying that pressure and just cranking it up a little bit. Then towards the end of the half, West Ham scored their goal. And as soon as the the play breaks down from an Arsenal point of view. The ball goes out to um, Suchek and he's just got way too much space in the middle of the park. I think um, I think it's only Jacker that's the closest guy to him and he's struggling to get anywhere near him and he, he quickly just ships the ball out to Bowen on his right-hand side and Bowen just, Bowen's just on his bike. He's running at our defence waiting for the overlap and Fredericks doesn't disappoint, comes running in, crosses the ball in from that right. And honestly, I mean, 
yeah, the midfield's one thing they should be doing better, but Holding has to get in front of Antonio. I mean, I know he's a big guy and and it's difficult to deal with, but you have to be in front of him for when that ball comes in. And Antonio's got a sliding finish and 1-1 right before half time, And it's such a disappointing way to concede a goal when we could have been going in with a vibe of, yeah, we're... We're not do we're not playing well, but we're ticking along and we we're goal up, but no, it changes to one one and to be fair to West Ham, it's what they deserved. Football's back, come on Arsenal. So then the second half starts pretty much the same way the first one did, with us under the cosh a little bit. Um Abamian tries to play an early ball in as soon as the, the half starts for Saka. Um he gets a good shot, but then it goes out for a corner. And then from then on, it's back to West Ham again, closing down, making sure that there's not much space to operate in. Um, again, playing down the playing down the flanks, crossing the ball in. There was a time where Leno was just outside his goal, just <laughs> trying to make up an extra person in the fence, and the play was just a bit stop start in terms of like um, getting our passing and our fluidity going. There'll be these spells within the game where we're literally struggling to cope, and then every now and again that we'll fire off a, like a, almost like a warning shot, where it will be like Shaka will play a ball over the top for Bamiang, and the Bamiang will just run on it and hit a snapshot, almost just like a a warning, just like yeah, we're still here, we can still hurt you if we can get our play right, but. It just didn't happen enough. It was um, it's almost like a lot of the guys were just a little bit off the pace. Or credit to West Ham, they were they were doing what their managers set out for them to do. It's more the performance that I was expecting from Fulham on the first game of the season. Um, these guys, they they were well drilled in this match. They were pressing and they were they were knocking us out of our rhythm, and there's no clearer indication than that than the front three. Aubameyang was literally playing off of scraps. Saka was in this game in spells, in and out of the game, couldn't really get going, and so too Willian. Willian really struggled. Lacazette was trying to hold the ball up, but every time he got the ball fed into him, Bogner was right up against him, and like literally, if he couldn't get the ball, he was making sure Lacazette couldn't keep it. All of them were finding it hard. There were a couple times when I was noticing that every time uh, one of the players at the back or Xhaka got the ball and they pinged a long ball towards Aubameyang, it's almost like Willian and Lacazette or Saka dropped back because they knew it was a contest more so for the second balls that was coming. So at least we can get that ball and work our way up the pitch that way. But they didn't really have that much to work with. It looked like one of those games that was going to be a moment of brilliance or some kind of individual skill that was going to have to change the game for us because there was too many people just not on song or not playing up to the level that they needed to be. And West Ham were just having chance after chance. I mean, there was one where they whipping the ball in from the left-hand side and they had about three people in the box just waiting to knock it in. And I think it was Antonio really should have done better with the chance, to be honest, because it was almost like it was on a plate for him, just waiting for anyone just to tap it in. Um, but they had a few chances like that. I remember on both flanks, they were they had chances to beat their man or get the early ball into the box, or they'll come in, tuck inside from the right-hand side, 
and then play in. There was too many chances, too much space given to them, and we've had, what, seven shots to their 14. I mean, they were playing off the counter-attack and hitting us with wave after wave, and they were really unlucky to only have the one goal, to be honest with you. I look at our positions where we're taking the shots from, and we've virtually got nothing coming down that right-hand side. Everything's going down that left, or the middle, and the the instructions for them must have been as clear as day. Bamyang's on that left-hand side. You shut that side down. Don't let them have any opportunity to score from that left-hand side. I just wonder, I just wonder if things would have been a little bit different on that left-hand side if Tierney was able to play, because Kolasinac did not look up to the task defensively, well, or offensively, really. I mean, there was a few times going forward, I've just... The, it's the wrong pass being played or the pass, the ball is coming back to the midfield. But in defence, he he wasn't comfortable. He wasn't comfortable at all. And then and Bellerin wasn't having an easier time on his side either, to be fair. And Holding had his hands full with Antonio. So each person was just like overwhelmed at times. And the team were trying to find some kind of solution for the, um, for the way that they just couldn't get the passes going. Uh, William tried to then switch sides with Abamian just before he got substituted off the pitch because it just nothing seemed to be working. It's not like none of them were trying. It's just they couldn't really get the game going for them. They couldn't get that fluidity going, and it was just clear to see. So William comes off for Pepe, and I'm looking at it like okay. Um, Pepe's first game in in a while. I don't think he played in the towards the end of the last season. So I was looking to him like, okay, I'm not sure how much training sessions you've had, but show me something, bring something to the game. I remember in the West Ham game that we played at this last season, he he come up and he was um, very influential even after being kicked all over the park. But then as soon as the change happens. I'm not sure if it was a throw or free kick, but either way, they go down our end and they've got another chance straight away as soon as the substitution's happened. West Ham get the ball and it's Antonio going in, I think, for a header and you got Leno falling awkwardly like on his head, neck area, almost toppling over, like hyperextending his body. And I'm just like, come on, please, let someone just kick the ball out, just clear our lines. Please, so we could get back over the game because this is too much. We can't, we can't afford to drop points in a game like this when we know we have a tough schedule coming up. And so we're looking to the lights of the forward players to to do something, show us something. Pepe tries when he comes on. He he goes on a run and he goes past one player, goes past another, and you're like, all right, pass it. No, he, he loses the ball and then it comes right back at us. And they're back to their game of closing down, um, shutting down the passing lanes and pressing us really aggressively. And it's up to our defence, ultimately, to make sure that at least we don't lose this game. Gabriel steps up and he's making some good blocks, um, getting his body in the way, uh, holding to. And it's the same and it's the same kind of pattern, you can say, all the way up to roughly about the 70, 75th minute mark. Um, at which point Eddie comes on for Lacazette, who's been running. He's tried, he's tried his best, but he's not getting much change out of the defence. Uh, so Eddie comes on, and 
again, it's, it's pretty much the same kind of story. There's not much change. The play then breaks down into passing possession for both teams, really, uh, without little in terms of goal mouth action. And then 84th minute, it's Saka again who pops up. And he's got the ball on the left-hand side and he he looks like he's going to go on the outside, but then he cuts inside. And all the while, he's just looking for a little bit of movement, a little bit of someone, show me something, and I'll, I'll see what I can do. And he, and he plays this nice little delightful ball on the inside to Sabayas. And Sabayas just about stayed onside to feed the ball into Eddie, the the two guys that were having the issues in the warm-up for the last game have combined and Eddie answers the call and bangs the goal in and we're celebrating. Happy days. 2-1 Arsenal. All is forgotten. All is forgiven. Like We don't care now. We're there. Just don't throw it away. Don't lose it. Whatever you do, don't let your heads go. So that when we can begin to see out the game a little bit we uh we can we can um take Saka off and bring on Louise let Louise get a few minutes under his belt calm things down a little bit and it's only once that second goal's gone in then it seemed like there was a couple little half chances I remember a couple more balls going in long to uh, Bamiyang and there's one where he got a clean shot on goal um I think it just went direct down the keeper though because either side I'm thinking it has to be a goal. It's one of those difficult games where no matter what we did, they seem to be right in our faces and making us feel really uncomfortable. And it's to be expected. And David Moyes' team's going to be well-drilled, especially after the way they um, went down in their first game. They would have had a point to prove to their fans and everyone watching that, you know, this this can't happen. Not like this. So, real difficult game. Testament to the guys, they they stuck to their guns, they pulled together and we win ugly. Like it's not many times you can say that Arsenal win ugly and the players out there can get some rest in their legs because that would have been a tough one for them, I'm telling you. Got pressed all the way to the end to try and get the result and eventually they get what they're after out of the game and it, and they manage to see it through and come out of there with the three points. And that's the most important thing, because like I said, we have we have a Carabao Cup game, I believe. Then we've got Liverpool. Um, then I believe we've got City on the horizon as well. So it's important that we get some early points on the board, because the teams in and around us, they're only going to be pushing on, and we don't want to lose pace, not at this early stage. I think if we can go on a decent run, who knows? Who knows how far we can go? But we have to keep the confidence up. We have to keep the the pressure and the boys playing well and the uh, competition for places. Again, I would have liked to have seen Ainsley making the Niles come in maybe when legs were tiring. But, you know, maybe it wasn't the right game for him. I don't know. Ultimately, the guys got what they wanted from the game and that's the three points. Um, so they can relax a little bit. Do you think sometimes we just make it a little bit harder than what it needs to be for ourselves? There's times when I think, especially when we get the early goal, I'm thinking, just don't ease up. Don't let off. Keep the pressure up and go for a second. Go for them. But it's almost like we get the first goal and it's like, 
oh, we're halfway there now. Maybe we can relax a little bit and just play the way we want to play. No, the opposition are still going to be coming for you. So it's like, come on, stick to your guns, man. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a clearer indication of where we really are. Like um, our trajectory of where we are. Okay, we ended the season well with the um, with the FA Cup and again started it well with the Community Shield. But maybe this is a clear indication of where we really are because against the big so-called bigger teams that you don't have to pick up the certain players like they're they're raring to go but it's against it's against the teams that are middle of the table or down below the bottom of the league that you're looking for that same level of professionalism and for the players to go out there stick to their guns and and see games out get the points so maybe this is where we are and we need to work on that I think the clearest indication is the lack of creativity in the middle of the park. Too many times that ball is going over the top or it's being worked on the left-hand side back into the midfield or on the right-hand side back into the midfield and there's no one really further forward in front of a Jack or a Sabayos or anyone he's playing to play the kind of balls that you want that the front three are going to feed off. There's no one finding those little spaces in between the lines, apart from maybe Saka on a few occasions in this game. Uh, Willian will do it every now and again, but there is a clear indication that we need something else in midfield, another uh, dynamic in midfield where we can feed some passes in and get some real goal-scoring opportunities because Aubameyang is, n- is not working with much at the moment and we need to be supplying these guys with... A- with something for them to finish. Who knows, maybe that is a a war coming in and then maybe if we do get party, our midfield is looking in a much healthier place. But at the moment, we are still lacking in that department for sure. And it's putting more pressure on the guys in defence. It's putting a lot of pressure on the guys up front to finish the one or two chances that they're getting. And it's going to be a real hard season if, if we're going to go through the transfer window with the team that we have as it is and not get any more additions in. I mean, I could also look onto the left-hand side and say, well, with Tierney out, I don't really want uh, Kalasnach coming in. If Maitland-Niles can't do a job down there for some of the games, then we might need another left-hand sided option as well. But realistically, I can't see us getting three players in before the window closes. One, maybe two at a push for Lucky, but there is a need for some more additions in this team. Now, one other talking point for the game was the handball that they were trying to get off of Gabriel. Now, I've seen a lot about this and people comparing it to the game that just played before that, which was the United game where the, the VAR the referee went over, reviewed the VAR and gave a harsh, a really harsh handball decision. Um, and people tried to compare, well, how comes this one wasn't given and this one was more of a handball than that one? And the way I didn't, I didn't really, people were looking at where the ball hit him, but I think it would have been really harsh to give this kind of handball because if you look at it closely, He's going with his head. It's just it misses his head and hits his arm. His eyes are on the ball up until the moment when he lowers his head to try and head it away. And then as he does that, the ball actually comes off his arm. He's not moved his arm into that position. His arm was placed there for where he thought it was going to hit him on the head. 
Um, so I think it would have been a really harsh one, but hey, I'm looking at it through Arsenal glasses. So, so if if I'm a bit biased on that one, then I'm a bit biased. What can I say? But for me, that would have been a really harsh one to give him a give him a penalty for that. So I'm really happy. Look, I'm happy with the result. I'm not too pleased with the way we played, but we got we got the three points, and you can see how much it means just from the way Arteta is celebrating on the side of the pitch. He's not celebrating like that because we played well or he think he's, he's pleased with some of the performance. No, he's celebrating like that because he knows we needed those three points because we got harder tests around the corner. Um, and every little thing that we can do to get up that table before these games come in thick and fast, the better. So going to the player ratings now, starting with Leno. He made a couple of good saves, kept us in the game for sure, definitely. The one way he's almost turned upside down and breaking his neck, like, God, touch wood. Um, but that save and a few others definitely kept us in it. So for me, Leno's up there. Um, he was a little bit dodgy in some of his passing, though. Some of his passes out from the back wasn't wasn't that confident and um, was putting that pressure on ourselves, really. I'll give him I'll give him a six. Holding dealt with Antonio pretty well. Um I remember thinking in the first half that we wasn't getting too much joy out of him. He was having to peel out a little bit further wide in between Holding and Bellerin just to get some success. So I give Holding I give Holding a six as well. Gabriel put some important blocks in. I'll give Gabriel a seven. I would then give Kalazanach a. Hmm. I mean, he was doing a job. It's just he was just like an. He was just okay. He, he wasn't excelling in defence. He wasn't excelling going forward. Um, I give him a five, and I give Bellerin a five on his side too. Not really offering too much, but. Didn't do anything to um, warrant lower than a five, I don't think. In midfield, Xhaka. Xhaka and Sabayas had a really good, tough game. So I'll give Xhaka a six. And I know if Sabayas slightly higher than that, he had a little more to him going forward. I'll give Sabayas a seven for his hand in the goal as well. And Saka, I would give a eight. Saka's my man in the match. Played a hand in both of the goals, did the pre-assists on both goals. And he's the one player that, although he wasn't having a good game, there's parts in the first half where I was thinking, we really need you on the ball a lot more. We need you controlling the ball and finding your passes. But he was the one player in the second half that I was thinking is going to create something, is going to do something at some stage to open this up. So yeah, definitely for me, my man of the match was Saka. Then William, quite a game for him today. For me, I'd give William a six. I'd give Lacazette a seven for scoring his goal. Um, his hold-up play was well on the whole. Yeah, nothing more than a seven. And I'd give Aubameyang a seven as well. He's handing the goal, but apart from that, he wasn't. there wasn't much that he could work with. Um, yeah, he's working off scraps for most of the game. So, yeah. Um, then we move on to the substitutions. 
and we have Pepe. Pepe, I give a standard five. Didn't really do too much when he came on, but wasn't at fault for anything. Louise wasn't really on long enough for me to give him a rating, so I can't really, can't really criticise him too much there. And last but not least, it's Eddie. Now, for me, Eddie comes on, he answers the manager's call, he comes on, scores the goal, and he gets a seven from me. If he was on longer, he probably would have got more. Um, but I do love seeing Eddie just just hurrying the defence and just his, his tenacity going forward. Like There's definitely something about him and his game that I do like. Um, so, yeah, I want to see him get a bit more minutes under his belt. I imagine he's going to play on in the midweek, starting um, just to rotate things around. So I look forward to seeing that. But just on the bench before um, I wrap this up, it is just interesting that there's no, again, no Ozil on the bench, no Reese Nelson on the bench either. Now, I'm not sure if Reese is going to be going out on loan. I think there's a few things going about saying he might be going out on loan or he might work for his place in the team. But yeah, no, no Reese Nelson on the bench either. And even Joe Willock, I think he came onto the bench only because TNE got injured. So it's going to be interesting what happens with the team before the transfer window closes. But until then, let's just hope all our players recover well from the game, and we can and we can move into the midweek game unscathed, and we can go back ready for Liverpool in the weekend. Just like to say thank you again for listening and like, subscribe, follow the channel, and yeah. If you want to leave a comment, email, get involved, feel free to do so. And until then, through harmony equals victory.